0: Hi Kate Cummins, thank you for coming on the Women's Bodybuilding Podcast.
1: Very welcome and uh, also huge congrats on setting this up by the way because I think it's something that the industry needed. There's like very few who are like quite dominant in the female podcast there, it's usually generic so I think this is like a great thing to actually set up for females to be able to go to and just kind of be able to get a better understanding of things so congrats on it.
0: Thank you. I was always looking for stuff to listen to and did there just never was anything.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, there's like, there's not much out there. If you don't know who to like talk to or you're just getting into it, there's really not much that you can, you can look up to be honest. Yeah. So, so
0: as long as I can help a couple of people.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Congrats. Well,
0: the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is you were like a fitness queen, purely WFS, yeah. uh, just stepping your toes into that. Why have you came to bodybuilding?
1: So that is a very good question so for me I actually started off doing bodybuilding so that was actually my first ever show Um, it was the RABBF in Ireland it's like the same as UK BBF over in the UK Um, and I enjoyed it but I, I much rathered the free flow so when I got into that I absolutely loved it I came into my own and I've had huge success Um, in that industry and I absolutely loved it I moved to WBFF in 2019 really enjoyed that too but I felt like there 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 was just something missing. There was just something missing and I didn't know what it was. And I think after a few months I was still focusing on just doing what I what I normally do, which is just driving on with training and just enjoying the process. And I kind of the more shows I started to watch, the more I decided like wellness came in and I was like, you know what, this is this has always been my goal. So for anyone who doesn't know me, like when I was younger, like I was an ironing board basically. I was so I had no shape, like I had nothing going on. And for for me it was always just to develop my lower half so when wellness came in I was like great. Right, this is a category that I wanted to do because I was never never for wanting to taper back for a bikini and I didn't want to push to the point of figure so wellness for me was an area that I was like great. Right, I want to give this a bash so that's kind of where i decided i was going to just come out of the fitness model world and um i'd done my time in there i really enjoyed it and i just wanted to kind of dabble in a bit more from the bodybuilding side of things as well plus i coach a lot of females who are in that industry as well and um, so i felt like why not i felt like it was the time you know when you just feel like something's right Like I just felt like that was the right time. If you asked me like two or three years ago, probably would have said, okay, no, like I'm going to keep finding my feet in, in the fitness model world. But I felt like I kind of, I kind of was done. Does that make sense? I was on to a new challenge, a new challenge for me. It was. What
0: if the fitness shows brought in wellness? Like what if the WBFF decided to do wellness? Would you possibly do that or... It, it, mm, I know. They, I know. Um, like purely, have brought, purely have brought yeah, in wellness. They do, it, and
1: it's great. It's
0: a little bit different. It's still a little yeah. bit, little bit different. Not.
1: It's not the same. Um, I think the requirements and for IFBB, I think things are more difficult. So it's more of a challenge. I feel the calibre is higher. WBFF was definitely a stepping stone from Pure Elite in terms of calibre so it was heightened that it was it was more of a challenge which excites me like I like being around things that like I like to do things that scare me and was WBFF scaring me like was I nervous like ner- that getting that nervous excitedness like when I don't even know is excitedness a word but there we go uh, I don't know was I like nervous excited to just do it I, I wasn't and like that spark wasn't there and for me like doing a show like I have to have that like want and that passion and I just didn't I, I didn't have it to be honest um so when I saw like the caliber of females the the level the standard like that excited me like beyond I was like this is a new challenge for me like I need to just do my best to get to where I need to be for two bros and that's the show that I actually decided to do and that I want to move into and I think just the females and the caliber there and the standard is a lot higher um, for what they look for but it's totally different at the same time so Mm -hmm. like you can't actually compare the two to be honest they're quite different Um, and the look even for wellness is different and their requirements but for me it just felt more natural it gave me that spark and like that i was missing with the fitness model industry so that's kind of why i decided to move in but i don't think i would push back now if you ask me right now i don't think i'd go back so but
0: you were such a natural at the posing now like, you know you get some oh, like you know you watch some people like free posing it just comes naturally yours was very smooth and that's kind of I why actually, i moved over to bodybuilding that's what i want to okay. do as well because I can't free, free pose
1: I think that comes with practice so everyone is like oh I just am a rigid individual but if you're coached properly and you give it the time and the requirements that, that's needed to actually flow I've had girls come to me that literally could not walk like one foot in front of the other and after months and months of just consistent effort they absolutely bossed it on stage. So it's like understanding, yes, you may just be very rigid and stiff and it might just take you longer, but then it's you taking that time that's needed to actually learn free flow because you actually can do it if you're guided in the right way and you give yourself the necessary time. More often than not, I'll see females who are like quite stiff. They've probably practiced about 12 weeks out and it's like it's not the right right thing to do so like if you're naturally a stiff person I would highly recommend if you're like oh I really want to do fitness model shows but it's just the posing is going to catch me like you are marked quite high for posing in fitness model shows of course because they want you to put on a show at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so in order for you to do that you need to free flow you need to be confident and you can get there like I've seen it happen it can happen so if you just if you're someone who's just not naturally good at it get good at it it's just like training when you start off first you're not naturally good at it it doesn't doesn't just naturally you can't just start naturally lifting the way you do within like a year or two of consistency it's the same with posing you just get good at it from practice but get the right coach is what I would say make sure you have someone who will look after you yeah what posing coach you mean posing coach yes, yes absolutely I think there's more out there now. Um, There's more out there now than there was like a number of years back, um, which is great to see that there's more people. But again, just be smart with who you're going to because I noticed a lot of females on stage will do a lot of posing that's from bodybuilding and it doesn't really make any sense because that's not what they're looking for. They don't want you to hit like a front or side mandatory, but people are still doing it. So Mm -hmm. um, it's just making sure that you go to the right person who will actually get you what you need to be doing on that on that day so make sure you actually want to a fitness model coach for posing rather than someone who's bodybuilding who can kind of give you direction is what i'd say
0: yeah but like i picked fitness shows because Mm. i when i started training i looked at andrea brazier and do you you know that is
1: yes was that tom was that tom's
0: Yeah, she like dominated WBFF. That was the yes, body I saw. That, that was the body I saw. And I was like, I want to train. That's what I want to look like. Yes. That's why I went to this. And now I don't think that is for me. Okay. So.
1: How did you decide that though? How did you decide that wasn't for me?
0: Um, I want to be a figure girl because I look at figure, physique, and probably women's bodybuilding is my favorite category to watch. I just love bigger the better (laughs) yes um yeah like kind of like you I felt like I'd done even though I've only done two shows I knew that wasn't that's not the direction yeah um so you're going for two bros when is that this year
1: yes so I was actually meant to be competing um in a couple of weeks time but with everything going on I actually I'm having a lot of issues at the moment, unfortunately, from like the last year, the digestive stress and um, a lot of things going on internally that I do need to get looked at. Um, It's a bit of a shame. unfortunately it has gone to the point where i can't give my all to a prep and wake up one morning and hope that my stomach is going to play ball with me today and what if that happens on show day it's just not worth it and at the end of the day like shows are always going to be there like that's not what why i do what i do i do it to be better and i need to go up there and be my best so this show just wasn't the right time for me so probably the back end of the year or a spring 2022 i'm going to go for so for that one
0: yeah that, yeah that would be awesome um going back to your wbff experience you came yes. second in your first show with them and mm-hmm. that were it was at the o2 wasn't it
1: it was the o2 and it was the um european championship so one big of show. their big shows yes big show uh Definitely, I get excited about them. So, like, a big thing for me is, like, I always want to be up against, like, a, a strong standard. Like, I don't want to just go up and be like, oh, like, I want to make sure, like, it's it's a good show that, like, gets me excited. And, again, like, that gives you drive for, for your prep as well, knowing that you're going to be up against high level contestants who are gonna be doing the exact same as you, like eating the way you're doing now, training just as hard as you. Like that gets me going every day. So I was so excited for that show. It was really good experience. I absolutely loved it. So professional, well run, um different level altogether. I absolutely loved it. Um but again, yeah, second in that I was very happy with that achievement to be honest because WBFF is different like it's a lot harder they go on again like fitness model shows for people who don't know like a lot of it like you're marked on your posing you're marked on the way that you flow on stage your presence your overall look your bikini your hair your makeup so everything has to be perfect so a lot more goes into it um but yeah I I really loved the experience with them
0: but would you say I know you get marks on like everything, hair, makeup, bikini, how you walk, how you, where you look. Yeah. Would you say though, that's harder than bodybuilding because bodybuilding, if you've got a weakness because it's mandatory poses, you can't hide it.
1: No, you can't. Um, I definitely, am in agreement with you to some extent with that. Like, so mandatories, you have to be good at them. So again, like there's no, like with fitness model shows if you have a weak point you can hide it because it's free flow posing and you have the ability to just showcase your strong points again in quarter turns it's the quarter turns are free flow posing so again you can hide weak areas so with bodybuilding you can't do that so um it's you just doing what you need to do to get to that level and make sure that you are absolutely nailing those mandatories. And I would say to people, like, don't rush a show. Like if like say for your for yourself for example, like you're going for figure, if you're hitting figure poses and you're not comfortable right now, then you just need more work. So mm-hmm. giving yourself the time, I, I always see people like rushing shows and wanting to do them immediately, but they're always gonna be there. So get up there when you're actually bossing the pose and you're able to actually hit them properly and you feel confident in them, which is the most important thing because if you're not confident holding the pose and you can see like a few things need to come up, just give yourself more time. But I do feel with with the IFBB as well, um, bodybuilding shows like your look is important. So the way your tan is, the way you hold yourself on stage, your poise, that is so crucial as well. It's not like you just go up there and you just swing things about. Like you need to be flawless in your category as well you want to stand out you want to be the one that they watch again any european standard show as well not just talking about the uk the girls are impeccable like all the way down to their hair the way that they do their nails their jewelry their makeup everything is perfect so it is the exact same from that extent and i know that they say that you're just marked on your physique but there's a there's a lot more like if you are being compared at the end of the day if they're tied between two they'll look at other things um definitely so yeah
0: Do you ever do your own makeup or anything like that for shows or?
1: Do you know what? I actually always have done my own makeup. I have trust <laughs> issues. <laughs> I have saying? severe trust issues. Like I really do. Um, I'm just terrified because I just don't want people like rushing because I see on the day like, well, well this is a fitness man show. rushing, rushing. And I'm like, oh my God, they have like 20 minutes to do someone. They're going to slap the makeup on me. So I've with the WBFF, it is mandatory though. You have to get your makeup done by them. So when I was going in, I was a little like, oh, my God, what's this going to be like? But it actually turned out really well. Obviously, I went home and did a little bit myself as well. <laughs> um, a lot. <laughs> I did a lot myself. Um, but I think like, I think you should have the opportunity. Like if you're good at makeup, do it yourself. Like if you know what works for you, like you don't need to go to someone. However, if you don't know how to put it on properly, go to someone, you know? Yeah. But,
0: uh, I did. I, I did my own, and I had to buy like five different foundations to just to make it the right shade at yeah. the time. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have a clue. But I'm the same. I don't trust people with my hair. No.
1: I don't know why. Yeah. I
0: just they just yeah. no one could do it like I could do it.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I have hair and makeup issues to be honest. So I definitely I'm with you on that one. To be honest, if you don't like something and you do it, if you do it really well yourself, then you don't need to go to someone else. You know but if you're not good at this like don't don't try it at home <laughs> definitely <laughs> don't
0: do it yourself <laughs> so you are with trained with JP um but yes I'm I went uh, Corin. Corin yes um but they you only just got with them for WBFF before that you trained, you coach yourself didn't you
1: yes i did and i don't have my mind <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I don't think a lot of people know that I actually coached myself for years uh, for shows. Um, honestly, I I loved it. Um, I really, and I got like a thrill out of it of like watching what I can do. I learned a lot from coaching myself as well, um, but I got to a point, um, I remember, I think it was the UK Championships when I actually won that uh, pro, uh, pro fitness model, uh, that title for the first time the business was developing um, at a rapid pace and there was just so much going on and I need to be able to give my time to my clients. Like they are my priority at the end of the day. So for me, like oh, I was overthinking and overanalyzing things, and that prep—that prep was actually only like a seven-week prep as well. We won't even get into that one. <laughs> um, but it was quite an intense prep. There was a lot going on, and after that show, I just made the call for myself. Like, I need someone. I spend so much time looking after everyone else. I need someone to look after me, and I need someone to take that pressure off me. And I really enjoyed coaching myself for a long period of time. But there comes a time and a place where you you need someone else to take you up a notch and I always think like if you think oh I need to coach myself because I'm a coach like that's such a wrong attitude like if you are if you think you're the smartest person in the room then like you're in the wrong room so for me I'm like I need more I need more from myself and someone else is going to get more out of me so for me again I have trust issues uh, with with coaches and of course it it took me time to decide okay who is right for me I've been looking at people for a very very long time and Karen is someone who is yes to an uh, um, an outsider looking in. They're a big brand and everything like that. But she's so much more than the brand. Like if you actually look at what she preaches, her values, and everything she's about is exactly the same as me. Um. So for me, she was perfect. So I gave a gave the chance. I just said I'd give her a pop her an email and kind of went from there I actually spoke to her before the show um, and she was like look when you come off the show and um, we'll start to get to work and we'll just drive on from there and that's what we did and I've been with her ever since and she's an incredible person like people don't really see who she is like she's she's very special and um, she cares a lot about people And she puts you to work. There's no denying that. She definitely puts you to work. But I like her style. I like being just told what to do, and I like that that consistent, like rigid effort that you need to apply every single day. Like it's not for everyone. There's a few percentage of people who enjoy that, but I'm definitely one who likes that old school approach, and it just works well for me. So yeah, it's been running smooth since.
0: As a competitor herself as well, she's incredible. I don't think I've ever seen anyone that shredded
1: yes and she loves to challenge herself as well she loves to get lean there's no denying that that woman is on a different level altogether. um so yeah it's amazing I love to like bounce off her as well I've learned a lot from her over the years and um yeah I I honestly I couldn't see myself being in the hands of anyone else the last number of years like I've been very content with her so yeah
0: they've expanded their business and I did see that they might not be coaching anymore. Yes. Uh, does they, that mean, does that mean anyone yeah. new, or are they going to like get rid of who they've got? So, so they're not do.
1: taking on anyone since last year. I think they opened the doors for people last year and they're not taking anyone on as of now. Um, but Karen has said like, um, she's like, it's not going to be something like, oh, you're just, you're just gone. Like it's, it's slow and steady and that will fizzle out. And when that time comes, like, I think I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So when the time comes where they don't coach anymore, um then that time will come and don't know what will happen from there. I haven't really thought about it. Uh, I will definitely miss her a lot. But again, like I'll probably go back to maybe potentially doing my own thing and bouncing ideas off her because I know she'll always be there for us anyway um, or finding someone else. But to be honest, I don't look at other coaches. When you're content in yourself, I don't need to shop around or see what's there. Um, I'm quite content. So until that time comes, I'll just keep driving on. yeah.
0: Yeah. You said she kind of, does she use like the same methods as you? No. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> a very different style of coaching um it's definitely not for everyone um I really enjoy it um she's quite personal though like she'll be back and forth with me for a couple of days just having a bit of banter as well um I would like I said I really like gel with her as a person and um, once she sees you're putting in work and you're applying effort and you're making progress like she's happy And yeah, like it just just we just blend well. Um, but I don't feel like a lot of people would enjoy that like that strict approach, whereas for me it's it's perfect. So I couldn't Mm. ask for much more to be honest. Like I don't need all that, I don't need as much detail as many would. Um I'm just there to just do what I need to do. So yeah. That probably
0: helps that you're you're a coach as well though, because I'm not anything. I need everything down to a T and I need to be told what to do. Like I was saying before, I can't don't give me macros. I need a plan, I I need, (laughs) I don't care how awful the plan is, just write it down and I'll do that, that's it.
1: Yeah, well Um, that's great though,
0: mm.
1: a lot of people are like that and you know, like not one size doesn't fit all and like that's, if you prefer a structured approach, just like myself, I love a structure, if you gave me macros, I would do the same thing, I wouldn't enjoy it at all to be honest, whereas a lot of people love macros and that's great, but just finding what works for you really and having that blend, so if it works like, just keep going with it.
0: As a coach yourself, do you give your clients more meal plans on Crows or does it depend on the person? What do you prefer?
1: Yeah, it's so person dependent. Like every individual is different. Like you can't coach to like a one, like a narrow t- type of coaching. So like if you have like a one size fits all, like you're not going to succeed as a coach to be honest like you need to change your style of coaching depending on the individual their personality their goals and I think that's really important to get across like our style of coaching from a lifestyle client compared to an athlete is totally different and again like the level of athlete that we're coaching to someone who's probably competing for the first time is a lot different and like that depends on the amount that's needed or required for the individual their type of personality what they need from you is what we'll give so it's really important that you tailor your approach to the individual so our every client will probably tell you something different because we coach different depending on the individual so macros um usually for an individual in an off season Absolutely perfect, happy for them to drive on with that lifestyle. They will always have an option, whichever they prefer and they're more comfortable with. For competitors, I do prefer a structured approach. However, if the client, which we do have a few, is very up there in terms of knowledge, they understand nutrient timing, they understand what works for their body, and they're just on it, then macros are also perfect um, as well for a prep. So it's just whatever works for the individual. I'm content to do once they're happy and they can. Do things in a meticulous manner, then I'm content.
0: Is that do you run with that kind of theory as well when you're talking about training? Like training splits, will you have some people on upper, lower, pushable legs, right split, or do you have like what you prefer?
1: So again, like one size doesn't fit all. Like I would never say like you have to do this, or like I go from like a, a pushable legs approach and it's progressive overload. I really enjoy that. But like one of my clients, Let's say, like a female who's moving into bikini, like she may need more lower body development or need more attention to push. So again, it's just being smart with our approach, like the way we tailor things. So no, everyone is different. Um, we do focus on a progressive overload approach for each individual. That is important. That's just our style. But again, like splits, the format in which we coach, like the way that we lay things out, differ for an individual. So what we'll do is depending on the person's goals their visual when they first start off and where they want to go in terms of federation, their category, we need to assess their physique. Okay, their availability to train, what level are they currently at? And then we look at the physique and say, okay, like what areas need predominant focus for that category? How far out do we think that they, and how, how much time do they need in order to develop? And we'll go from there. So I think that's important. Like you you can't just decide all oh, push the legs for like, sarah who's doing wellness like it doesn't make any sense you know like you need to be smart like look at the physique that's the most important thing like what needs work and what needs development and then you just go from there
0: will you say to someone though if if, say if uh, someone wanted to do wellness and they were smashing their lower legs and they just aren't growing at a wellness rate if that makes sense you think you're not gonna that's not the category for you will you tell your clients maybe that isn't the way you should go or will you just let them keep pushing that do you know what I mean
1: I get what you're saying so we're actually we're very black and white and I'll always be honest with the person because at the end of the day you're here for guidance and support to get you to where you actually want to be so me sugarcoating things isn't going to get you anywhere so I've always like from my perspective it's like my from what I've been taught like over the years and like my own personal experience, I would always want someone to tell me you're not where you need to be for this category right now, but in time you will be. So I'm definitely obliged to do that for clients too. And we have no problem doing that. So for example, if someone wants to um, really wholeheartedly just do wellness and like, that's the only thing that they want to do, but the lower half just is not there right now, then they won't be taken to stage for a long time. It's just taking time to develop. Or do they want to potentially start off gaining confidence in shows, maybe doing another category first and then easing in slowly in time into wellness. That's something that you can consider as well. Same with men um, with something, let's say, for example, because I coach guys too, men's physique, let's say, for example, they start in men's physique, but they really eventually want to move into something um, like classic. Eventually in time you can develop into that class, but it just takes time. So start off somewhere else and then, building blocks into the category that you eventually want to do, or you have the option of just taking the whole time out and then just growing and developing for the particular class. So it depends on the individual and what they want. Like we'll always ask.
0: Yeah, like for me, I could, I know I could never do wellness. I don't have the genetics ever, (laughs) my legs that big. Um, So if someone came to you and said, I wanna go into this category, I'm not growing. I've been training for years. I want assistance, drug Mm -hmm. assistance would you try and obviously I know everyone tries to say should you really do that but if they were Adam I want to do this what would your advice on that be?
1: so first of all if they've been training for years and they're not getting anywhere there's a serious problem with their protocols so the first thing that we'd be doing is assessing their protocols then I'd be looking for training assessment so I'd like to I like to visually see w- the way that they're training so like usually they'll say oh I'm training really hard I'm like pushing to failure but are they really so we'll assess properly to make sure that their focus that their intent when they're training is the way that we need it to be in order for them to get to where they need to be so again all these areas need to be addressed first um again performance issues so a lot of people really heavily underlook like rest like people come to us like seven days a week they're training like twice a day i'm like what is going on like you're not resting you're not recovering sleep is an issue um like there's so many variables that impact progression that people don't look at so that's the first thing that we'll address when everything is going in a good place and they're like great i'm ready to compete and let's say are you talking about a first-time competitor chloe are you talking about like someone just someone
0: someone who's competed before maybe a few shows
1: so once this individual once we've assessed all that we're in a good groove and we're flowing nicely and let's say the individual is ready for prep and we're content where they are and we think that they're we're confident in their ability to do actually really well in the show federation that they decide and then they bring to us that they would like assistance so the first thing for us is making sure like are you doing this for for you or are you doing this because you think you have to So there's a fine line between that because I think a lot of females are under the impression now, oh, I have to be on assistance to win a show because everyone is. And that's not the case. Like there's some incredible natural athletes out there who compete in assisted federations or non-drug tested federations and do exceptionally well. Um, So I think it's like, okay, do you need it right now? Um, And then it's like talking to the individual, like, have you done your research? Like a big thing for us is no one will go on any form of assistance until they know exactly what they're doing again depending on the category as well so it really depends on the category and the the individual the size of the individual right now and would it would it be fit for the person so again like we can only support and guide the individual we will never ever bring up assistance to the person they would have to naturally come to us because that's not that's not our our remit um it's important that the individual comes to us about it because i think it's it's a thing that's quite forced upon within the industry and i don't think that's a right thing to do Um, so if someone does bring that to our attention again we'll talk through everything take a bit of time to make sure it's the right decision and again then just being smart with the approach like what is actually needed less is definitely more and also a big thing is don't take advice from loads of different people in the gym or around you or people who's doing other things like just go to someone who you trust which should be your coach or someone who you rank quite highly in terms of the industry talk to them like someone who knows your body and understands you and that you feel comfortable with not like 10 or 15 different people who are on it themselves in the gym and are throwing advice at you feeling like you're just totally overwhelmed and that you need to be taking everything under the sun like you know so I think that's important as well.
0: Yeah, like when I was talking to Claire, we said about the average guy in the gym is probably taking more than some of the guys on the Olympian stage. Yeah,
1: 100 <laughs> percent. That is always the case. Yeah, and I think guys, guys more so than females will think that they need to be taking absolutely everything and pumping everything in in order to gain size. And it's not really the case. Like if you actually taper back, do things right. Again, like I said, going all the way back to the basics, like your training, your nutrition, when you're focusing on your recovery, small things, that's going to get you fair. Like And then in time, adding in assistance when necessary or when we feel is appropriate, depending on the level that you're, you're, you're competing at, et cetera. But like, for immediate things to be just done like that, be like, oh, I want assistance. Like that, no, never. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not something that we would be immediate with at all. So we are cautious on that. It's important, especially for the individual. It's like, how far do you want to go? Like, you know. So, yeah, definitely. That's kind of my thoughts on it, and where we. I go. mean,
0: if it was a figure girl him to physique, then I think they possibly need.
1: It. Yes, <laughs> and it depends. It depends, though. It, again, like, there's some incredible figure females out there that I know very well who are natural, and they do so so well. Um, I have a very close friend who competes in the Two Girls Federation, totally natural and is absolutely dominating the scene at the moment. So it's just understanding like, is it is it needed or right for you depending on where you're actually going. And like, again, what I would say, I know that you've been talking about like someone who's already done a show, but let's say if you haven't um, and you haven't done a show and it's your first time, go in natural and see how you get on and see, okay, what's my feedback? What do I need to improve on? What needs work? And then maybe think about it, but like your first show, you shouldn't be really considering it unless you've been in it a number of years and you feel like it's time. But again, everyone is different. Uh, But for figure females, if you're kind of going up a class, if like, let's say you're at pro level IFPB, like naturally you're going to need assistance you know but Mm. of course it's just everyone is different and just take your time with it like there's no rush with it you know yeah
0: even with that as well I think some people no matter how much gear they take or whatever they're probably still not going to look like that because they are genetic anomalies at the same time
1: 100% I agree and I think people are under the interpretation that assistance is going to just transform your physique and it's like it's in college assistance for a reason like it just assists you and it fine-tunes things it makes you a little bit harder fills you out a little bit more small things like that for a female anyway um of course depending on what you are using as an individual but it's not something that's gonna Transform your whole physique, and, and like you know. So I think people if are we' we'll do that. it <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I think whoever whoever is running those areas would be absolutely making millions if that was the case. So no, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you mentioned about the the training as well. I don't think people, myself included, I thought I trained hard until I would see other people training. I'm like, oh, I feel like at the time I'm training hard, mm. but. I'm I'm obviously not otherwise I would grow at a better rate if that makes sense Mm. I don't think like I I feel like I've trained to failure but because I train alone sometimes I can't really okay do do Um, you you see what I mean
1: I get what you mean when like again like you'll probably need someone to assist you on certain movements and that is difficult but I feel like a lot of people like are of the opinion that they are training like proper intense, so like again a big thing like if you feel like you are but you're not sure again you're a bit confused like why am I not growing at the level that I think that I should like your coach should be analyzing your training um to make sure that you are actually training appropriately because more often than not you're probably not and you do need to be assessed um which I think is a very important factor especially when you're a competitor um Mm -hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't be assessed so that is really important um the good thing for me is I get to see a lot of my own athletes and I do get to see them in the gym, put a little bit of pressure on them. (laughs) 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 Uh, That is nice. Uh, So again, like if I feel like I don't feel like a lot of people who come to us have the same values. And I get to see a lot on Instagram. I get to see a lot of the videos that they send again through uh, training analysis but for me a lot of my own competitors have the same values as us and they train the way that we expect them to train but if you're a new person who do- doesn't really know us and our values and things like that we'll always ask for assessment because I just don't believe you if you tell me you're training hard so. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> um yeah I always have to send videos of me training to my coach yeah. and he's always like maybe you could go a bit slower maybe you could go a bit like, yeah, yeah. It's-, it's hard in my living room I feel I'm pretty sure I trained <laughs> I'm pretty sure I trained better in the gym. I hope I do anyway. Pretty
1: sure you probably did, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the it's the it's the vibe of it. <laughs> when, the it watching, when the dog's watching, me, is putting me off.
1: Oh yeah, the dog the dog should put the heat on you. I think it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely harder training from home, one hundred percent. But it's just doing what you need to do just to be a step closer is just the way that I kind of have that mentality like wrapped into clients at the moment. Like it's not glamorous training at home. Is it fun? Like, no, it's not. And it's not ideal for anyone, but it's just saying, right, like how much do I value my goal? And this is a shit time right now, but I know it's going to get better. And I'm going to look back on this moment when I'm up on stage and be like, I'm so happy that I actually didn't give up on myself during a lockdown. So I think that's the most important thing to to kind of get across as well like don't give up on yourself or take a step back when you're in lockdown just do what you can do at home because you will regret it 100% are you training at home or do you have access to a gym at the moment we're very lucky we have a lot of equipment available to us so we are very lucky so yes we do have a good bit of equipment available to us right now I'm very fortunate for that um, I think a lot of people actually I'm very grateful that a lot of our clients have Quite a decent setup at the moment uh, because we're going into like lockdown number three, and uh, people practically have their own home gyms now at this stage. So, <laughs> yeah, lockdown one,
0: I had nothing, and yeah. I struggled, I struggled so bad. Um, yeah. And I, I know I lost my pods. That's when I lost them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but number lockdown fun. number and number three, I've got a squat squat rack, I've got a bar, so
1: nice. You can do so much with that. So at least we have loads. So
0: yeah, exactly. Um, client base you mentioned mm-hmm. obviously you've got the lifestyle clients, you've got your mm-hmm. competitors. Who do you prefer? Who'd like, who, what do you prefer training? So or coaching? It's,
1: inter- it's interesting. I like them both in different in different aspects. So for me, like I obviously like we specialize in competition prep. So I love watching someone excel. Like it's my favorite thing because for me, like I, I didn't have that, that person. Like I was always the person for me or i had connor like cheering me on knowing that like what i was capable of but for me i love to watch someone who doesn't realize their potential and then watching them grow into it like it almost excites me more than it excites them to be honest um <laughs> <laughs> i get like a thrill out of seeing people on stage like i'm i'm like that like you know that crazy stage mom at a show i am just one of them uh, but like i just get so excited for them i think like watching someone achieve what they've set out like that is just I don't really have words for it I just get such a a kick out of it and it makes me excited to see like someone who went from kind of not believing in themselves to getting to where they need to be like that's priceless to me so I do love that aspect like that for me is so fulfilling but then there's the other hand of lifestyle clients who really lacking in self-confidence who don't have any form of self-belief who don't have any patterns or habits and they're a bit lost so teaching them our ways in a different style um a more calm approach like a lot of it's focused on mindset and developing your perception of things and how you handle your day-to-day emotions like that kind of stuff for me excites me as well so I like them both in very different ways
0: do you coach other coaches do you have
1: yeah so like 80 percent of our client base are coaches so we coach a lot of them yeah huge base of, of coaches a lot of them are coaches um online coaches personal trainers so yeah we coach a lot of a lot of coaches yeah
0: do you ever get any like battles
1: no they're like I honestly love them all and a big thing for me is it's not like do this like I'll always challenge someone if they like bring something up I'm like okay like what's the rationale behind it like why, why do you feel this way do you know things like that if they're bringing something to my attention like I would never tell someone you have to do this because again like that's not coaching it's like giving feedback and explain okay this is this is how it's going to go this week what are your thoughts on that and making sure that they're happy with the changes or that they're comfortable with where we're moving forward next um I just feel like there's a difference between like dictatorship and actually coaching and for me it's always like making sure that the person is content and happy and comfortable with the changes always so yeah there's never there's never anything like that no
0: (laughs) yeah Going back to your um, competitive future, what made you choose wellness? I know you said obviously when you were slim, you wanted bigger legs, bigger bigger lower body. Why did you choose wellness? Do you think that suits your body the best?
1: No, <laughs> it does not do my body the best. <laughs> uh, it does not. Uh, it does not do my body the best. I am I am a very narrow frame. I am not curvy in any sense of the word. But like I said, I love making my body do something it doesn't want to do. So I am going to push myself until I am wellness, 100%. <laughs> so I love that challenge. Like naturally, like Connor always says it to me, Naturally, I probably like I could develop figure ways and just the way my build is, but I just don't want to. I want to push for wellness because for me, again, it's going back to that initial starting phase. Like I want that lower half. Inside, like I want, I want to look freaky. So basically, <laughs> I'm gonna just keep going until it's the way I want it. Um, I did have to taper back on upper body quite a bit, um, which I'm happy about. I at the start I was like, oh, but uh, I'm happy with it. I'm content. I just have to hide my back a bit. Um, but it is, it, it's a softer look for me for sure. It was a little odd getting used to it, especially dialing down with the look that I was achieving as a strain because it's not that hard grainy look upper and lower compared to um compared to like fitness model shows so it's totally different uh, but I really like the shape that my body's taking right now it's definitely something that's like challenging but like I'm definitely off for the challenge so yeah I'll keep going because
0: <laughs> when when I saw on Instagram that you were changing into bodybuilding I never saw you say wellness and then I remember seeing pictures thinking definitely wellness she's 100% <laughs> wellness so you what you, you have got that shape
1: <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I never said it on purpose because for me, I was like, okay, what do I actually want to do in, in the cat? I, I wasn't sure. And um, for me first, I was like, will I give bikini a bash? And I was like, Jesus, like, no. <laughs> like, it, my body doesn't suit bikini. Um, I'm naturally too upper body developed anyway for it. My quads are just the separation and the way I come in, like it just wouldn't work, unfortunately. Now I know I'm still on tipping on the edge. I'm almost a mix of, of the categories, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm in between them all, but um, I'm definitely swaying that wellness way just because I know that like it's like my body doesn't want to do it so I want to make it do it so you got your hair to like cover your back (laughs) yes hair is covering the back so that's why I've been growing it I wanted to cut it but I'm like I'll just leave that grow because we don't want to be seeing any of that back (laughs) so yeah um
0: what wellness goals do you like do you see and think oh my god that is the look so it's relatively it's, it's relatively a new category isn't it
1: It is like it's, it's kind of, it's very new to the UK as well. So definitely um, a person that I look up to the most is she actually came from WBFF, uh, Yarnasha. So she is like,
0: yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. I've never seen a shape like that. (laughs) never she's not she's not a human being in my eyes like I think she's just absolutely incredible but naturally she's definitely more genetically inclined to be wellness like and when she did fitness modeling for the WBFF I thought she's incredible but I almost thought she's like too too big in the lower half for what she was doing so the fact when I saw her move to IFBB I was like that makes so much sense like and Sonny Andrews she's incredible as well again another WBFF girl who moved to IFBB so
0: she was thicker though wasn't she
1: uh, Sunny, Sunny uh, Yes, yeah, she was bigger. yeah, she's too big, like, for, for fitness, but she was, she's great, great, great shape, like, not human, like, I just, I'm so impressed by that look, um, especially from where they both started off, it's so impressive, so I love to see that, the fact that they were quite small, petite females, and they just dominated over the last number of years, and to see the, their success now, and what they've achieved is incredible, so, yeah, definitely uh, two, incredible females that I look up to in the industry for sure
0: yeah like you said they started off as teeny tiny humans as well I, yeah. was, the same, I was the same as you I was teeny tiny so that's why I find it so hard what well, I find it hard when I'm cutting when I feel like I look small I, I, I
1: hate that feeling I prefer yeah fatter I guess you're so like me because, you know, people are like, because I actually remember when I first started with Karin, and um, I was just coming out of a dieting phase. Obviously, I just finished the show and she was like, OK, um, she's almost like nervous to push food. I was like, no, like I, I'm pretty content with pushing. And she was like, OK, I don't really I'm not used to females saying that to me. So I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to like pack on the size like ready to hit it i naturally prefer myself it's interesting i actually don't think i've ever said this out loud well a few of my close friends know this the final two weeks of a show i don't actually enjoy my physique because i'm at that like really grainy lean look i love it for the for the show but like I, i don't find it like comfortable um not for like how fatigue is or anything like that just i don't really find it pleasing to my eye i much prefer like that off season full full house look so I'm very much like you in that sense
0: yeah so. I just I just hate the feeling of feeling small I felt like that so I remember laying in bed and I'm like
1: oh yeah <laughs> I, feel like an I old think PD. that probably yeah I'm I think it comes back to you're probably the exact same as me probably comes back to like years back when you were quite narrow and a petite frame so I think that's where it stems from so I'm all about packing on the size yes so you're pretty <laughs>
0: good at you're pretty good at reverse dieting
1: oh yeah like it's my favorite part when everyone's like afraid of the gaining phase like i i i think the way you need to look at it is like a lot of people fear like letting go of the lean look but like you don't actually have to let it go i still have abs in in the off season like when i'm at my heaviest because i have control so it's Mm -hmm. learning self-control like when you reverse properly and when you're actually adding mass properly you will still look really good if you do it in a negative manner like binge eating or adding bits of course you're going to add excessive amounts of body fat that's why you're not going to enjoy getting bigger
0: yeah I mean after a show I ate like a prick and I (laughs) honestly I I, I ate like (laughs) such a dick and it was just anything and everything because I was like oh I'm tiny it's fine and then I did my check and I was with Emily at the time and I was like oh my god I can't believe
1: Oh my how, God.
0: how fast I gained it especially when I gain all my fat in the middle
1: it's That's scary so just, I'm the same
0: Yeah, it it goes quicker it goes quick when I'm leaning down but it goes there first
1: You're the exact same as me you are the exact same as me it likes to just sit around that lovely abdominal yeah. area but well, for me like wh- when I reverse out I um I think the first time I, I weirdly so I don't enjoy uh, binging like after the show I don't enjoy any of that it's a f- it's about six weeks later I'm like okay this is where I it's so odd and it happens every time I need I need cake or I need to have like a meal off so I know it's coming because naturally I'll still eat after the show because I'm like may do it and my appetite's not great my stomach's like a prune like it's just not it doesn't want to eat the food and I just feel sick a few weeks later though I will want to eat Mm. a lot so like that reverse for me it almost happens later so it almost happens like six weeks later where I'm like okay I need to eat everything but like I already have control because I've rebounded well so I might just have like two meals off a week just to have that control um but there was a point like I remember the first show like I did not reverse race like I don't even think I did it I think I just ate yeah uh yeah just s. but you learn as you go you learn as you go and that emotion to food like definitely subsides and it's something that I like to teach like if you look to food like as like that prize all the time like you're not going to have control so it's just Mm -hmm. like okay what do you want from yourself is the way you need to think about it so that's kind of what I try to preach to my own female clients to make sure that they're in control for the time off that I need to mentally prepare them about four weeks before the show so it's drilled in their head <laughs> but they do have a day or two off of eating whatever they want and then it's like I give them macros afterwards so it's not like they're back on a set plan they're on macros so they have more flexibility foods very high um, so that they can control things in a better manner without eating crazy yeah
0: like back when you look backstage uh, on of the people been on stage and it's just a mess everyone's just stuffing a mess <laughs> a
1: mess. i've never seen anything like it savages honestly like absolute savages um i do like jellies is a sweet thing that i do love and i will have a bag of jellies after i always have you know the strawberries um yeah. strawberry jellies yeah. always have a packet of those after sage always wbff had a box of them and they had like a big like thing laid out for everyone and i did indulge in jelly i took
0: i took so much stuff uh backstage in my last show because they were stuff there but i'm a celiac so i can't eat gluten okay so that's why I think as well my prep is a little bit easier than most people because I can't eat cake so if I'm surrounded by cake and donuts I can't eat it anyway so. you can't eat it anyway
1: <laughs> exactly you've, you've learned you've learned self-control and like your emotion to that isn't there because you know how it makes you feel mm. so I think it's almost nearly a good thing for someone to experience a binge and feel that discomfort and how shit they feel after it to understand like I never want to feel like that again mm-hmm. so you almost learn from that experience so sometimes it's not a bad thing because you learn and you're like I never ever want to do that again so um but try to avoid that at all costs
0: (laughs) yeah hopefully I'll be better
1: (laughs) you'll be better next time
0: (laughs) so what's your ultimate goals obviously the show at the end of the year hopefully um what's like the the top top thing that you want
1: you know what to be honest I think it's more it's more work driven than actually physique driven or um in terms of my my body like I will always want to do things that I, I feel like I can't like that drive that gives me like a thrill being like oh you can't do this because I think when I first started off it was like oh you'll never do that or you'll never be this way I'm like okay I will you know, <laughs> in, in my head I'm like I'm fucking doing this like I'm fucking doing that whatever you know and like I remember like at the start like people were making like a joke of it and I was like I'm I'm gonna like prove to myself I needed to prove to myself that I could do it so for me like that like I know people take like steps back and they don't feel it and they need time off like for me there's no time off because my thrill levels are just they're constant. Like I just have this like fire all the time to be better. Like when I look in the mirror, I'm like, that needs improvement, that needs to be better. So for me, like physique wise, like I'll always want to get that like abnormal, freaky lower half. Like that's never going to stop in terms of competitions. For me, it's not about like, I need to have a pro card or I need to, d- to do this. Like For me, it's just, I wanna show up and I wanna bring the best for me. And if that comes with great reward, then it comes with great reward and I'll be delighted with it. But it's not something that I fixate on. All I do is just fixate on is being the best that I can be every time. And knowing myself, when I get up there, I'll be like, yes, I absolutely killed the person that was last up on that stage. From my from my last showing and I'm 10 times better, 10 times happier at my luck. And then if I get rewarded for it, it happens. I think when you like fixate too heavily on like getting a pro card or winning a title, like it just it just gives you that that negative manner like when you get up on stage then and you don't achieve it. Like you feel shit after it. So I think just changing your perception of the way that you look at shows for me is important yes of course you always want to win at the back of your mind like who doesn't want to do that like you're not going to show up at the end of the day like that's just a bit strange but like you're going to do your best and like for me it is always in the back of my head like I want the win but it's just about being better like there's always girls who are going to show up you don't know who's going to show up in the day so if Mm -hmm. I know I'm bringing my best I'm bringing my best so I'm going to keep doing that I'm just going to keep doing that every time and if I get rewarded for that then that's it. I think
0: that all with that attitude as well, such good attitude to have and that it is quite hard to become a pro in IFBB. And the same with the likes of PCA, it's so hard to get a pro card. Whereas in other shows, like I won my pro card in my first show Mm. and my second show, I I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing. Um, I knew I wasn't a pro. I knew I probably shouldn't have been in the mix, even though, physique wise yes but it was everything else Mm. I feel like you have to have a pro attitude as well
1: you do you do and like some, like you don't you don't deserve it like for me like I'm very much like very much like to the point where I don't like sugarcoat for myself like if I know I don't look good I'm not going to be like yeah okay, I can do this. I can't. I can't, I just need more time. And like that happened, this this showing, like my digestion's all over the place. Some days are good, some days are bad. It's not helping. So I'm just like, I can't do my best right now. And all I wanna do is go up there and smash my last package. Could I do it? if my digestion was good yes I definitely could and I know I would be content in my ability but right now is not my time and like I said earlier like I feel like everything happens for a reason and that wasn't meant to happen so now it's just to go in, get better so that when I do go up there again I'll be 10 times happier and know that I I made the right decision Does that make mm-hmm.
0: sense it just means the longer off season bigger legs
1: yeah bigger legs yes absolutely so i think that's the thing like people chase shows like people like often chase shows like you know for yourself like moving into figure you, you like you seem like to be someone who's very much on it you like you know what you need to do you know what you need to do in order to develop and to be in in the rankings for taking a top spot and to know that you could actually do that and your ability to do that like you want to go up there and feel confident and not rush it Mm -hmm. so like if i could give any advice to a female it's just like please don't don't rush it like people see the glitz and the glam and the bikinis and the show day and the hype around an individual doing a show and they want to do it but it's like okay have you actually taken the time to understand what's involved so just take your time with the show
0: Mm. Say. And it looks glamorous but it's not as glamorous
1: <laughs> no it's not like I literally go around like a homeless person like <laughs> in our apartment complex I am not joking like when I'm going down for cardio in the mornings genuinely I think like the workers think there's something wrong with me because I look crazy it's like hey it's me again yeah on the treadmill here we go yeah yeah You know, so like I just don't care um but like again like I, I, just feel the, that that side of things isn't shown, like how difficult things are. Because it is hard. Like you're going to be hungry, you're going to be tired. Like it's not the nicest thing in the final few weeks. But if you're truly passionate about it, you'll get it done.
0: So I know, I know some people when they diet down so much, obviously the period stops. Um, hmm. I haven't had that personally. It was late, but it it didn't stop. Uh, but I know hmm. some people have like lost their hair due to like sh- strong dieting. Do you get anything like that or do any of your girls have do you think that's a do you think that's a coaching thing or do you think that's a personal thing? Like are they being coached I- too hard?
1: It depends on the individual so the cycle depends on body fat as well like so like from it it varies from an individual like we could have a female with extremely low body fat and cycle is still running perfectly and she's in a good place um so again it, it really does depend on the individual for me like i lose mine quite quickly because i get lean quite fast so like within six weeks into a dieting phase eight weeks i could lose my cycle but I make sure that afterwards, like my supplementation is good, like I'm eating really well. After the show, I'll always get my bloods done. Um, about two to three weeks after to make sure everything is in a good place internally, that I'm in a good, that health markers are good. And then I'll move forward with that, um, depending on how, where they are and what supplementation i need to implement if any usually i don't usually everything is perfect once body starts to, body fat starts to creep back up within about four or five weeks i usually regain my cycle so again it varies for individual to person to person so it just depends
0: yeah i never thought about getting bloods done like that that kind of thing it <laughs>
1: <laughs> so important oh my god <laughs> so important get your bloods done okay but just by by like a normal gp (laughs) Uh, yes yeah you can get it done by gp there's uh, there's companies that do it as well you can just get your blood work done it's so important that you get your bloods done especially first off starting a prep and when you come out of a prep especially like natural or assisted you should be getting it done regardless to make sure everything is in a good place like you're dieting your body down to make it do Something that it naturally doesn't want to do. There's a lot of stress and fatigue on the body. Getting your body back up to a good physiological state after the show is so important. So, how can you know internally what's going on until you actually get your health markers checked? So, we make everyone do it. I go by my
0: internals by how often I go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. How, how are things running? <laughs> um, I would suggest. I definitely would recommend getting bloods if you don't. Um, it's so so important. Well, for us anyway as coaches i like to make sure that internally things are in a good place like health markers are good before we move forward again like it's it's important so health and well-being comes (laughs) comes first before anything so that's an area that i do like to focus on just personally as a coach like not everyone is entitled to do that but for me i do like to do that whether you're assisted or you're natural it's important for me
0: Would, would that kind of would your blood kind of tell you if anything's lacking yes so every, every, everyone should get it done anyway. Does that, that impact muscle growth or anything like that as well?
1: so like it depends on the type of bloods that you get done so like if you're just a regular lifestyle client and there's like a lot of fatigue or you know naturally depending on food like if we alter food protocols and you're in a good place and there's still an issue or your digestion isn't great and you're feeling a lot of fatigue like there's something internally not right um or you're not able to let's say lose weight at like a pace that we feel like you should be like then we'd ask you to get bloods done there could be a thyroid issue there could be an iron level issue with due to fatigue etc like there's so many different variables that can impact progression but like how can like if you're exhausting all variables outside in terms of protocols you need to check what's going on internally so that is important so yeah we do get bloods on everyone well Depending. that's the next thing to do <laughs> Yes, 100%. I think it's so, so important as well. Like with regards to supplementation, like there may something, a a marker may be off just very slightly that you may need to implement, especially to the point where there's only so much that you can get from food. So again, it's not something that you like in terms of supplementation, it's not something that you use instead of getting Proper nutrients from foods and things like that, but you might need assistance in it, you know, for something small. Just to make sure you're in a good place. I'm a bit, bit meticulous with that kind of stuff. Um, small bit of a surgeon for that, but it is so important <laughs> that we get that sorted. So yeah. Well, you sound
0: like a coach to be trusted. <laughs>
1: that's a that's an important one for me as well like reassurance and making sure like for like for the last number of years like we haven't achieved like the results that we have or the success in the competitive world with clients without being that meticulous so it is important that everyone is looked after in all aspects and no matter how many clients we have like we, we obviously cap it at a point because we need to make sure we give everything like every client needs to make for me it's important that every client feels like they're our only client you know, so everything needs to be monitored. Profiles are quite large. <laughs> lots of lots of backups on my on my computer. But yeah, it is important that everything is monitored. So yeah.
0: Are you just growing your business with the clients or do you, are you gonna be taking it like in another route?
1: Um, for me, like, I just love what I do. Um, for me, it's like never like expansion was like never a thing for me. It was always like, okay, like, this is what I love to do. And people having that trust in you over years and then continually moving forward and people don't see the background work as well. Like we, we spend a lot every month on education as well. So, um, you can never, ever stop learning. Like we have a business mentor, we have an education mentor, we have so many, background things that we do on a monthly basis to make sure that we are at the top of our game that we know exactly what we're doing that we're always running for moving forward um, to make sure that we're not getting still which is so crucial especially as a as a coach it's so important so never stop learning it's important so
0: yeah, yeah there are they're like for me obviously like I said I'm not a coach I'm not a PT I've never done anything I was just someone who loves training everything I read is different and it's and everyone's a coach and it's so it's so confusing how would someone like me when I started even go to pick a coach or look for a coach like what type of thing should people look out for
1: that's actually such a good question to be honest because there is so that like people will say the market is like saturated right now with like coaches and yes I do agree to a fraction, but it's like for someone, for someone looking in, like I can understand how people can get caught up with like wording or like fancy documents or things like that. You know, like take your time. Like it took me over a year to decide on Karin. Like I needed to watch her from the outside first. Um, I was watching everything that she was doing, and I needed to feel that vibe from her after speaking to her. So like if you're someone going in for the first time getting a coach, like I would strongly recommend taking your time try to see what like suits you so follow the individual for a while see what they're about their results communicate with them like let 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 them see like what you're about what they have to offer for you um just take your time with it and make sure that the person is educated like and they know what they're doing and um also that you're getting feedback from like your previous clients like don't be afraid to message a client and ask them like what's your experience with them etc like I think that's important as well
0: so yeah yeah I've um had I'm on my third coach now that I know that's bloody terrible um because I was with my first coach and he was good but I felt like I needed more more yeah um more like that that's when I went with um Emily Emily Hackett okay Um, Oh yeah oh she's such a fucking good coach um amazing she's so good she was so on me and I need to be on that makes sense or I just float um (laughs) like uh, after my company said I'll have a have a like a week of training kind of what you want and I walked in the gym like I don't (laughs) know what do I like doing anymore I don't know um but then I chose and then I I didn't have a coach for a bit um because of lockdown I just my mind wasn't in it uh and then I picked the coaching with now because he trains a lot of girls for bodybuilding shows and PCA shows
1: great
0: um and I obviously I looked at all his girls and that's how I picked him yeah, so, but you
1: also transitioned. So yeah. you were with a fitness model coach for fitness modeling. You transitioned to someone who specializes more in that area, and that's different. So mm. like you're you were you were happy with the coaching process. You just wanted to go to someone who's more specialized in a different area, and there's definitely nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, like if it's not working, like it's just not working. That's fine for you to move on. But like it's different if you just want to go to someone who specializes in a different area, mm-hmm. which is. Probably perfect so yeah just definitely take your time with who like you're picking and I think that's really important because people often rush it and then they end up having like a really bad experience and there's like nightmare stories and it's like okay well just take your time like the next time picking Mm. someone so I think that's important
0: and also listen to your coach because yes my first show I was backstage my coach wasn't there and he he like told me what's to eating stuff but I saw everyone was eating rice cakes so I was like I was texting him like do I eat that too he was like you, eat, <laughs> you haven't eaten a rice cake in like two three months why would you eat one now I'm like
1: everyone else
0: <laughs> so listen to your coach and not other people because everyone was like oh yeah just have it it's fine but yeah
1: um, I think people people have a tendency to panic backstage I've seen a load of that I actually remember I think it was about two years ago at um was it the pure elite show and I think I, there was a girl sitting across from me and just with a spoon with peanut butter I was like oh my god like if you are told to do something do it you don't need to do what others are doing don't worry about what others are doing because a lot of individuals get panicked um, especially when they see things online as well let's say for example a coach gives them a protocol for them that's totally tailored to them then they see someone else is doing this amount of cardio or eating this amount of calories and it's like, okay, like, oh, should I be doing that? That are, they're doing that and they're in my category or whatever. And it's like, no, you should be doing what you need to do for you because you're different to them. Your response rate is different and just do, just do you. So staying in your own lane is really important and not fixating too heavily on what others are doing. Otherwise, you're just gonna lose your shit totally and not be able to kind of enjoy your own process, which is really sad. So a lot of people heavily fixate on like, what others are doing so much to the point that they almost feel so negative about what they're doing that they can't enjoy it and they end up falling out of love with, with the sport and i always get upset with that because i see a lot of old competitors talking negatively about the sport and it doesn't actually have to be that way if mm. you are just guided and supported in the right manner so yeah another reason for taking your time and just listening to your coach as well yeah if it, and it is an expensive sport and you it need is. to,
0: and you need to be open to criticism because you are. The whole point of it is, when you're on stage, you are getting ripped apart.
1: You are, and <laughs> that's actually a very good point to be honest. Because a lot of people can't take critique, and it's like understanding, like that critique is there to better you. So, like if I'm told something's not good enough, like when I came off stage, the minute I got off stage, I was like, I need this feedback. I wanted to know what was wrong, what I needed to improve on, and how I do better next time. When thing when I'm told things aren't where they need to be what needs to be improved it's in my head every day and I repeat that and I repeat it and it gives me a drive but some people almost take it as a fence if you're taking it as a fence you shouldn't be in the sport yeah because at the end of the day like they're they're just only trying to better you and tell you what you need to do to come back better to actually do better mm-hmm. so if you can't take the heat and just don't go into the kitchen
0: yeah yeah right. and uh, <laughs> you need uh, as much as people say like don't be too self-critical. I think you kinda have to be. Yeah. Like I'm ripping myself apart in the mirror because I know what's lacking.
1: Mm. Um, to but a degree. I think,
0: Yeah, but I think some, yeah probably worse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's Um, a degree of it so like I think a big thing for me especially like as like I can see what I need to work on but I'll never like talk myself down so I think that's a big thing from a coaching standpoint as well if someone says to me I'm not ready or I feel like I'm shit or you know I'm like okay like you are really good where you're at right now do you need more time yes you do so we'll just give you more time so again, like you're always going to be a work in progress. That's the thing about the sport. That's the beauty of it. You're never done. And that's the exciting thing. So don't feel like you're you're stressing yourself out because you're not where you need to be now. Am I where I want to be right now? No, of course I'm not. You know, but that's that's what this the sport is about. You're forever growing and expanding your development. And that's part of the process. So don't feel like so caught up in where you are right now because you're still going places if you allow yourself to. So allow yourself to just be one with the process. And when you're fully in tune with the process and you know where you want to be, you'll just focus so heavily on day-to-day improving that you'll forget about that, those negative thoughts and you'll just start focusing on your own journey rather than being like, oh, shit, I'm not there. We're there yet. And that that becomes a problem when you, you kind of start steering off. So mm. that's a big thing I, I teach so for me, like it's not about like just physique, like you have to be able to train the, the mind and your mentality and the way that you perceive things, especially in a prep, especially for a first timer. So I'll do a lot of mindset work with individuals to make sure that they're razor sharp in terms of their mind and that they're they're just in their own lane on their journey that's so important because a lot of people aren't there in that support and they forget to, that the mind is just as important as a physique and if you don't train that like you're gonna fail so it's like understanding both need to work together to have that strong mm. strong mentality
0: yeah yeah mentality is probably the one and being surrounded by people mm. who won't like you said before about people who are like can you do it I'm I'm lucky. I'm I'm surrounded by people who are like, yeah, you got this. Um, That's nice. You're lucky. Uh, yeah, but I don't um, I don't know anyone that competes or like I used to train with a friend, and she got sick a couple of years ago, so hasn't been able to train. Hopefully, when the gym's open, she can come back.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: so, I love having someone there, but when you when you don't know anyone in the of industry, that can throw your mindset off as well because you, you don't know where 100%. to look.
1: You don't know where to look so again like a coach so i'll always send like um clients like especially competing for the first time females who i think represent that that class or that federation really really well i'll send them them to actually be able to follow their journey and to just appreciate them and what they're doing and not to compare themselves but just so that they get a better understanding of like someone's mindset who competes in the federation Uh, not from just a coaching standpoint so that's important to me as well Um, so again like just kind of opening their eyes to the, the, the the actual federation itself is great but like to other competitors who are in the industry who are very high up in in the particular class that they're doing. I do like to send them them not to compare, like I said, but just to have admiration and to be able to like understand like the feelings that they go through when they're going through a prep and all that kind of stuff. So they kind of have a better knowledge themselves what they're getting into rather than just hearing it from me because that's Mm -hmm. important. If they don't have that support mechanism like that you need, then you just go watch other people who I think would be good for them.
0: Do you stay on social media when you're in prep?
1: Yeah, absolutely, hundred uh,
0: percent. I have to. I have to, I had to unfollow so many people because it was putting me off. Okay. Um, because I knew who kind of who I was going to be up against, and it was just throwing me off. So Emily was like, "Just unfollow," and it made me feel so much better because I can't not compare myself to other people okay. when I'm when I'm when I'm getting ready for a show. So okay. I just to delete. Just delete. Them. <laughs> And I'm so, off
1: <laughs> the way I see it is like I'm there to help other people and like my experience I hope will help others. So like my mentality around shows is okay there's always going to be someone better than you and whoever shows up on the day is showing up on the day and you doing what you need to do is not going to make any changes to the judge's opinion on that day. So all you can do is bring your absolute best And if it's the best on that day, then absolutely incredible. If you need to go back and fine tune a few things and come back better, then that's what you need to do. And again, reverting back to that mentality that everything happens for a reason. Like it will be your time when it's your time. But like the art of comparison is the thief of joy. So Mm. if you're constantly comparing yourself, again, you're not going to love the process. You're going to end up hating it. Like I never compare myself to people. Like, if there's someone better than me and I see someone who's sick, like, that just makes me work harder and just makes me drive on. Like, I've never actually seen myself as, like, oh, this person's going to be, like, against me, like, or that person. It's always, like, okay, this person's going to be on stage with me. I need to bring the heat and do everything that I can to be my best. So again it's just changing your perception and your thought process which should be taught by your coach if they do focus on mindset so that again is really important to me but that took years for me to get that mindset
0: yeah I never felt like that when I saw them saved and in real life I I never felt like that it It was was just just, it was just in my prep your mind does funny things for you. you
1: and everyone like you should try maybe reflection so like self-reflection is really good I get all my girls to do it like journaling and how they're feeling their thought processes and three good things about yourself every day so like first thing in the morning I want like celebrate gratitude and like what you're grateful for what you've achieved and it helps you have clarity throughout the day and feeling good about your actual self rather and then when you go online it probably will be less intimidating if that makes sense so it's all about mind again yeah. Try us. Definitely try us. I will try it. Oh
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming to talk to me and huge, huge like best of luck to being the wellness monster. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I have a couple of quick fire questions. Um oh, okay. they're not they're not really um bodybuilder related. <laughs> okay. So I'm nervous. <laughs> if you had to date one of the seven dwarves, which one?
1: Oh my god. I don't even know who they are, Sleepy. Is that one? That is, is one. I, is, is that because you'll yeah. be in bed all the time? Because <laughs> I love to sleep. I literally will nap anywhere. So yeah, Sleepy would be the one. Would you rather come face-to-face
0: with a miniature hippo or a giant cockroach? Both are in a really bad mood.
1: Oh, um, miniature hippo. Yeah, yeah, yeah but hippos are nasty. The cockroach would, abs- oh, even if no. it was small, I would be terrified of the cockroach. Yeah, anything like that. Oh, my God. That has even given me shimmers now thinking about it. Yeah, no. <laughs> if a movie was made
0: about your life, what genre would it be? Oh, my God. Wow.
1: That's really tough. <laughs> That's probably the hardest question I've ever been asked in my life. Mixture between, like, comedy and action, I would say. Yeah.
0: Would would you rather swim in custard or rice pudding? Oh, custards. Yes. Yeah, I suppose less chunky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah You could eat more of
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> Digest <swim>. better. <laughs> Digest way better. Yeah. Custard. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much
0: for coming you on. you very Podcast. And it's been hope,
1: such a pleasure. I hope to speak to you soon. Definitely. And I wish you all of the success with this. I no doubt know that this is going to be one to watch over the coming months. So I'm excited for you. Well done. Thank
0: you very much. See you later. See you soon. Bye.